rankings. I have no idea. Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Live on the Roar, the press box of Brad and John, 11.05 a.m. It means it's time for Daniel Shirley on a Thursday. It means we're closer to the weekend when we talk to our good friend from TheAthletic.com. Senior editor joins us live here this morning. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm good. Hope you guys are as well. We are. Uh, let's start with college uh, basketball. The Clemson Tigers got a big win last night over a bad Georgia Tech team, you just can't lose two to Georgia Tech. You can get away with one. Duke, North Carolina are proving that. Uh, Clemson also yeah. lost to the Jackets early in the year, but they bounced back last night with a um, avenging win. I think that was one of their best games. I, I wouldn't say it was, it was the best, because I think some of that is opponent relative, but do you think that was one of the top performances you've seen from the Tigers this year? I thought, you know what I thought, Brad, I tweeted this out. I thought it was a mature performance, yeah, right? Go. And I thought it was exactly what they needed after the way they played against NC State. I, I just, I, I think the NC State loss is, not, I mean, not that NC State's a terrible team, but I just thought it was in, inexcusable the way you lost the game to have a 10-point lead, a 12-point lead in the second half and not be able to finish it off and lose another close game with, with what we've seen with the Georgia Tech game the first time, the Duke game, what, the, the Virginia game, and then that NC State game. I mean, just think about if you win two of those games where Clemson is at, at this point. So all those close losses, and you needed a game where, you know, P.J. Hall doesn't have to play 38 minutes, or, you know, you can kind of coast – the last five minutes of the game and you saw that last night very efficient offensively and much better defensively i just thought the entire key to what we saw last night was a focus on defense and early in the game you know georgia tech hit a couple of threes and i they, they went to a timeout and pj hall was screaming at his teammates we have got to get a stop we have got to get stops right and you saw that the the rest of the first half and and then early in the second half. So I just thought it was just an efficient, mature per- performance, and really what they needed uh, to get another win on the road. You know, Brad, I looked at the stats last night. They have six road wins, and that's as many as anybody else in the conference. That's really going to help their case when it comes time to a making the tournament or b whatever the seeding is going to be. Absolutely, and and the ACC seems to be kind of turning the corner a little bit. Wake Forest is in the top 30. They're right behind Clemson in the net rankings, just a spot behind them. Uh, Virginia, even though they're you know they're barely a top 50-ish kind of team in the net, they're, they're coming off a bad loss, but they're still a team that I think everybody thinks is going to make the tournament. So you factor in Duke and North Carolina, it looks like five bids fairly solidly Right now, do you think the ACC narrative has has shifted since we talked about this a couple weeks ago? I yeah, I think that narrative was wrong. I mean, yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I you know, if we're going to look at what conferences did in the non-conference, the ACC should have been more highly thought of than it was. I, I just think this. Look, I think the, I think two things are fair and two things are true. I don't think the ACC 
is is as good as it's ever been. I, I I mean, I don't think it's good like it has been in the past, right? Compared to itself. But I also think that it's not nearly as bad as people were making it out to be compared to the other conferences. I, I you know, I love Brad Brownell's point about the ACC and the Big Twelve. I mean, the Big Twelve teams didn't really play anybody in the non-conference, not like the ACC teams did. So, yeah, they've got they've got they've got great net because they've built up all these wins and they and they win by big margins. Uh, and and all that's true, but then when they get in the conference, they're all just beating up on each other, and and they're not really hurting each other's you know metrics because they padded the stats a little bit in the non-conference. So yeah, I think the conference is fine. I, you look, I I think you take the top what ten of the ACC and you put it up against the top ten of the rest of the conferences. I think you'd be just fine. Now. There's some dregs at the bottom. I mean, Notre Dame, Louisville, you know, Georgia Tech, they're really hurting the bottom of the – really hurting the rest of the conference because they're not very good. But, you know, if you take, take North Carolina Duke out of, the, out of the mix, if you go Virginia, Wake, Clemson, Florida State, NC State, Pitt, I mean, that group that's in the middle, I think they're as good as anybody else's middle in, in these other conferences. Getting closer to to March, are you? Uh, I was talking about kind of a hierarchy of, of conferences. Uh, wh- where do you rank some of the other leagues? Where, what do you think about the SEC, the Big Twelve? Uh, are you buying all the Mountain West hype? Um, <laughs> yeah. What about those leagues? Yeah, I, I think the Big East, for my money, is the best. Right okay. now, is, is that help because of UConn? Yes. But I, I think the Big East is is going to, you know, depending on how many, and, and again, we'll, we'll see how many teams each conference gets in. But I think, look, I, and I just took a shot at the Big 12 a minute ago. I think the Big East is probably the best. I think the Big 12, SEC, ACC are right there together. Not that far behind the Big East. But I do think that, you know, if, if most people are going to rank the Big 12 number one, I, w- I would take the Big, the Big East number one. Um, you know the Pac-12 is lagging behind. I think the Mountain West is probably better than the Pac-12. Yes, I think there's. Uh, like, I think every league is better than the Pac-12. That's just my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't just name a league. South, Southern League, don't care who it is, they're all better. Well, you know, remember in football how great the Pac-12 was in its last year. Yeah. The, the basketball is not holding up its end of the bargain. So, I mean, it's it's. We'll see how many teams the Pac-12 gets in, but yeah, I look. I think the ACC is fine. I think the SEC is really interesting. I, look, I think Alabama, if you said in each conference how many teams could go on a run in the NCAA tournament, the SEC's got several. I think Alabama could. I think Auburn could. Tennessee could. I don't know about Kentucky. They don't play any defense. And If they do play defense, I think they could. But, I, I, you know, I think there's three or four in the SEC that could go on deep runs. Uh, in the in the NCAA tournament, so I think the ACC, I think Duke and North Carolina most definitely could. I think Clemson can, if Clemson plays defense the way it played last night with some focus, they've got the kind of offense that can that can make it run through the NCAA tournament. But they've got to continue to focus on the defensive end. But you know the Big East. I, look, I think the Big East. There's several teams: Marquette, UConn. We saw you know just what two nights ago with Creighton. That, that you know what they can do 
So I, I just I think it's going to be as fun an NCAA tournament as we've seen in a long time. I, you know, Brendan Marks, who works for us at the Athletic, he was on our show here in Macon uh, the other day, and he said UConn is is clearly the number one team. And then they go lose to Creighton very badly. <laughs> so I just think it's going to be a really wide-open tournament, and I think it's going to be a blast. Daniel, let's shift over to a different kind of tournament. College football looking to figure out what they want the new, the next playoff system to be in 2026. Yeah. We know it will be this year and next season, but after that, still very much in flux, and they've been tossing out all kinds of ideas. Your thoughts on a, an expansion of the playoff beyond 12, 14, 16, 24, 48, 134. No. Just, just, just what do you, what, what is ideal for college football? And then there's, there's, there's ideal and then there's what we actually get. What, where do you lie in that? I think 12 is ideal. I, I let's see what 12 is first, right? I mean, because Brad, when I don't we hate do that 12, <laughs> when we do 12, there are going to be unforeseen circumstances or, or, or things that come up from 12. And we don't even know what those are yet. And now we're already talking about going to 14 and we're talking about going to 16. And I know why the Big 12, or I'm sorry, the Big 10 and the SEC want to, you know, the SEC doesn't want any automatic qualifiers. I understand why. The Big 10 wants more than 12 teams. I understand why. But let's find out what 12 is first before we start, you know, moving to 16 or whatever is, is to be next. I don't think it will ever go above 16. I just think that 16 is the most that it will ever get to. So, you know, I, but I would like to see what 12 is first. Now, I also understand they have to start getting some of this stuff done, and you heard – Heard the talk last night is they've got to get it done in the next month so they can get the deal in place with ESPN and get everything set. And the ESPN people are getting sick of this, and they don't want it to keep dragging out, and they may pull out of the deal. All of that's true, but, man, it feels like we're jumping the gun here. I, I, you know, I want to see 12 first. I think it's going to be great. I'm, I think I'm going to love it. But there is going to be something that comes up out of 12 that will have to be fixed. And we don't even know what that is yet. Yeah, I I don't love 12, but I really hate 14. Because if they go to 14, Daniel, we know they're going to want to go to 16. You know, so why, why, are, why well, don't we just skip some of these stupid steps along the way? Well, and here's the thing with 14. I don't look. I don't, I don't know that I like 16. I'm with you. I hate 14. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen with 14. You know who's going to be the top two seeds. Every year, the winner of the, the SEC and the champ, Big Ten, yeah, the SEC champ. That, it's it's just going to happen. And you know, I you know, I don't want non-automatic bids because I don't want this to be an SEC Big Ten tournament. You know, let them have an SEC Big Ten challenge if they want to, but this should be open to everybody. And that's what they need to they need to have some kind of automatic berth, and just like we do in the NCAA tournament, and they need to have. You know, it, if you're going to do twelve, if you're going to it, advance it past twelve, then just go ahead and go to sixteen. I'm with you about that. I want to see what twelve is first, but I don't want to do fourteen. I think fourteen is a really, really bad idea. I'm fine with getting through this year and then deciding it, but they're also going to be against the time crunch, and these people don't move yes. quickly. 
with decisions. One of the decisions, Daniel, they're really going to be struggling with, and I think it's going to be an ongoing battle over the next two years that we really got to keep an eye on, is the revenue distribution model. Uh, Do you think that this is headed toward the SEC and the Big Ten just sort of steamrolling everybody and telling them what they're going to get and that the SEC and Big Ten are going to get more? Or is there going to be some equal payouts with some of these leagues? How, How do you foresee that battle ensuing over the next probably months and maybe even years well if it's going to be a battle if i'm the acc and the big 12 i would combine right now and and just say look we're going to join forces and we're going to we're going to fight this with everything we've got and you know i i would do something i i would do something forward thinking instead of you know the acc has sat on its hands for the last two years and waited for other people to make moves the acc could have had oregon and washington if it wanted to. Heck, the ACC could have had Texas and Oklahoma if it wanted to three years ago, four years ago, if it, if it had any kind of forward-thinking leadership. But instead, the ACC sits around and waits for other conferences to make moves, including the Big 12, and then it kind of picks up the scraps of Stanford and Cal and SMU. So, I, look, I, I, yeah, I think there is going to be a battle. I, I think it, it, it's wrong for the SEC and the Big Ten to control all of college football. I just don't think that's right. Uh, and, I, and I think it will hurt the sport if that happens. But it's going to be definitely worth watching. And, Brad, look, as much as we love this sport, it can't get out of its own way. And now, does that bring attention to it? Sure, because it is so dysfunctional. But at some point, they've got to have somebody be an adult in the room and do what's right for the sport. And I've said this before. I think I've said it to you. I'll say it again. That's why I think Nick Nick Saban should be commissioner of college football because if Nick Saban said something, people will listen. And they need somebody like that with some power and some real real sway over these conferences that people would listen to them and they would do the right thing for the sport instead of just doing the right thing for your conference because that's all we have right now. Last thing, Daniel, for let you run. The Atlanta Braves, very early going in spring training, but has anything stood out to you that you've seen or heard or read uh, coming out of the first few days of camp? Well, Spencer Strider always stands out for me. I, I just love watching him pitch. I Just watching him throw BP is just holy, holy wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and now he has a curveball to go with it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just not fair. You know, and especially if it's coming out of the same slot, you know, as he did, as he does with his fastball. And then I will also say Chris Sale. You know, David O'Brien had a really good story today or yesterday for us at the Athletic. Uh, if you check it out on our site, about what Chris Sale could bring to this team and and people's thoughts on him. If he's anywhere close to his best self. I mean, that is a huge addition for this rotation. So um, I, I think Chris Sale is going to be a big piece of the puzzle for the Braves. Daniel Shirley, you're the best as always. Enjoy having you on every, each and every Thursday. What's going on over theathletic.com this week? Uh, tons of stuff, man. I mean, uh, you know, our newsletter just came out this morning. We've got a lot of the stuff about the, uh, the playoff that we just talked about. A lot of the EA Sports college football games uh, information is in there as well. Uh, you can check it out. It's free on our website. It's free in, our, in your email every uh, couple times a week right now, but then five days a week during the season. Uh, you can sign up for that at, at the Until Saturday page on our site. Uh, we'll have a lot of lot, lot more updates on 
just everything that's going on with coaching changes. It sounds like Georgia State uh, has made a hire or is close to making a hire with Dale McGee from Georgia, uh, how that will impact the Bulldogs and, and what kind of staff Dale will put together up uh, you know, in, in Atlanta uh, and just kind of everything that's going on. It never, it never ends with our favorite sport, does it? Uh, it does not, and I do enjoy that <laughs> newsletter in my inbox uh, each morning. It's great to have. Daniel, thank you as always for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a great week. You too. Daniel Sherwood from TheAthletic.com. When we come back, let's talk some more NFL, some more draft, some more college football. Don't go anywhere. Did you know State Credit Union offers excellent rates on car loans? And when you get your car loan from State Credit Union, you'll enjoy having no car payments for 90 days. Visit State Credit Union today in Anderson, Clemson, Seneca, Greenville, Spartanburg, or Greenwood. Or visit them online at scscu.com. That's scscu.com. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender, federally insured by the NCUA. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, Clemson's choice for great dining, is pleasing you with their innovative food. Featuring two for $25 menu choices like Cajun or Creamy Alfredo, fried calamari, garlic basil pesto, meatball sub, or spaghetti, all served with Texas toast. Two entrees for just $25. And remember, Wine Wednesdays. Choose select wines for just $5 per glass. Open daily for lunch and dinner and brunch on Sundays. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, 1310 Clemson Boulevard at the Best Western. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those in need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. Okay, three more climbers, seven loggers. Ted's sustainably sourced logging company is growing a new branch. What about truck driver contracts? Which means a new HR manager will be the first hire to fall. Uh, Then we'll need to staff up the warehouse. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans. Are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax. Go Tigers. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership qualification required. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Big night last night for our Clemson men's basketball team as they go to Atlanta 
and down the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, 81 to 57. The 24 point margin of victory, the biggest ever on the road against a Georgia Tech squad. Clemson shot the ball extraordinarily well. They went 31 of 58 from the field, 14 of 29 from beyond the arc. And defensively, they held Georgia Tech to just 30% from the field on 16 of 53 shooting and just 6 of 21 from beyond the arc. The Tigers had four players in double figures, led by Ian Shefflin, 19 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 3 of 4 outside the arc in 24 minutes of play. Chase Hunter added 18 points to the cause. His line, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 6 outside the three-point arc, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 0 turnovers in 31 minutes of play. Joseph Girard added 14 points on 5 of 11 shooting, and P.J. Hall had 11 points on 4 of 8 shooting. Now next up for Clemson will be a home date Saturday night, 745 versus Florida State. Hope you can be in Little John for that one. As always, go Tigers. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Every shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. We're back here live on the War 11, 26 a.m. on this Thursday edition. Big thanks to Daniel Sherwood there. I appreciate him getting in and uh, sharing his thoughts with us. College ball playoff. You know, I asked folks to get in on the Adams Covey text line, 654 and the phone lines, about whether or not they want to have 16, 8, 12, 24, 134, whatever you want for your playoff. 16 seems to be sort of the round number a lot of people are settling on. So, nobody, I don't know anybody wants 14. I haven't come across anybody that's like, give me 14. But, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just know something in those rooms we don't. You know what I do know, John? What's that? We have baseball tickets to give away. Oh, we do. We have tickets for um, Friday's game at home in Doug Kingsmore Stadium against Kennesaw State. And we're just going to make it real simple. In this segment right here, right now, All right. I have two sets of two. First two people that can call in and say that they can use them, you're going to go to the baseball game tomorrow. Just need your name and your email, 654-ROAR. So we're giving away two sets of two. So if you want to take a friend, a loved one, or someone you simply don't like, it doesn't matter to us. All you got to do is call 654-ROAR, and we're going to take two callers right now. To get those tickets. So one gets two, one gets two. That's how this is going to work. You want to get in. No no trivia today. Uh, John doesn't like when I do trivia. and I don't blame him. I mess it up nine times out of nine. Uh, I'll, I'll end up messing it up. So you want to get it, the tickets there on the table for you. In fact, John's on the phone right now. Doesn't mean we're done giving away tickets today. If you don't get in, if you can't win in this segment. It just doesn't mean we're done. That's all I'm going to say for the time being. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock, Tigers taking on Kennesaw State. 
in their second full weekend series of the year, and uh, they'll be at home again on Saturday at 2 p.m. and on Sunday at 2 p.m. as well. And we'll talk more about that series and break it down. But you want to go, you want tickets, we got Friday's game for you. Um, we'll hook you up. 654 Roar. Some other things we want to get to today. We've had some texters get in and ask us about Hunter Renfro, the former Clemson receiver who's been playing for the Raiders the last few years. You know, he had that just massive season where he had over 100 catches. Uh, a couple years ago, and since that season, Hunter Renfro has not put up anywhere close to the same numbers. In fact, he's had, I think, 61 catches in the last two seasons, 2022 and 2023, after that massive breakout 2021 season. Uh, But we saw what he was capable of in that 2021 season and what he could put up. Now, that was a different quarterback. That was a different coaching staff. It's a couple different coaching staffs to go now. But still... Hunter Renfro, I think, has value in this league. He does not apparently have much value with the Raiders, who are likely to cut him. They're still trying to make a trade. And if the Raiders can get a deal done, it would save them a little bit of money here. Uh, $13.7 million cap hit for the Raiders. The team would save $8.2 million if they released him before June 1st. They would save $11.8 million in cap space, releasing him after June 1st, and would save $8.2 million if they traded him. So they're going to keep trying to trade him, but I, I don't know that they're, I don't see them waiting until June 1st, even though it would save them a lot of money. Um, that's just too far down the road. You've already got, you basically got your roster intact in, in and ready to go in June for the training camp season. So they're going to make a decision soon. There's rumors that it could happen at any minute that they're going to dump Hunter Renfro, but I, I just I don't see him back with the Raiders next year. Which will put him on the free agent market and allow him to sign with anybody in March. And I think that there'll be some suitors for Hunter Renfro. I, I don't think his career comes to an end anytime soon. Uh, now, whether he, he's not... He's not going to maybe make nearly as much money. He's not going to get, you know, $12-13 million more than likely for this season. He'll have to take a pay cut, but I think he would be wise to even explore, you know, less money to go play for a good team. You know, there's... I've even seen the Chiefs mentioned with Hunter Renfro. Boy, would that be a nice little landing spot for him. One that I think he would... uh he would excel there, right? I mean, you know, you're not going to bring in Hunter Renfro to be your number one receiver, obviously. You're not even, he may not even be your number three receiver. But you can bring him in as a slot guy to help you out in certain situations. And obviously with the way the Chiefs run their offense, every, every receiver on the field could be valuable. And they are trying to upgrade that position in a big way. So I, I think it would make a lot of sense if you're Hunter Renfro to – and I, I just think this is how he's built – I don't think he's going to be out there just shopping his services for the highest bidder, per se. I think he wants a good fit. Could end up maybe back in New Orleans with Carr, who made him successful in Las Vegas. Or maybe he ends up with a a true contender like the Chiefs. But I I think Hunter Renfro is going to go for fit. 
and longevity, you know, keeping his career going, then maybe just, well, who's going to pay me the most money? I, I agree with you there. Uh, by the way, we've given away both sets of two here for baseball tomorrow. Stay tuned. We may have a little something here for you in the final segment. I tend to agree with you, though. I, I think that that Hunter Renfro, one of the big things I think he needs to be looking for if he does get released and make it into free agency, that I think you need to go for a quarterback that you know you can trust. So, like, I, I don't see Hunter Renfro wanting to sign up for one of these teams that are in the draft that are going to be taking somebody early on, you know, one of those first three clubs there. You know, I, I, th- I think it would make more sense for him to go into an established offense and try to be an additional piece versus trying to go maybe be wide receiver one or wide receiver two with a more struggling offense. Do you feel like he will be a Raider next year? No, I do not. You don't feel like this coaching staff, this regime, this new GM that's come in there will want to want to keep that Um Maybe, but I also look at the books. And as much as they have committed in the wide receiver position with his contract and what they gave Devontae Adams a couple years ago, if they could move on and save some sort of cap hit this year with all the needs that that organization has, it wouldn't surprise me. Why, do you, why did he fall out of favor in, in Vegas? Because Josh McDaniels is not a very good football mind. I, I, honestly, I, outside of being a yes man to Bill Belichick, what has he done that makes you think he is an elite eye for talent or elite offensive mind in the sport? No, he hasn't done anything as a head coach for sure. But also, even when he left and Antonio Pierce took over, just obviously the the current regime there and a new GM doesn't want anything to do with Hunter Renfro. So it's not not just McDaniel's. Yeah, it's just the organization has has kind of moved on. He I, he clicked so well with Carr. You know, I mean, you can't tell me that a guy with a hundred catches can't play in the NFL. Like, there's just no way. You only have a hundred catches to to not good enough to play anymore. Right. His connection with Carr had such a such a heavy emphasis of, of, on that that I just it would make a lot of sense to try to get back to Carr at some point. But I don't know that New Orleans wants him. I have no idea where they're at with that. But you want to surround your quarterback with some players he likes, it, it would tend to make sense to me. But I, I still think he's going to find a landing spot with whatever. I, it's just so hard to trade guys in the NFL. It's dang near impossible. Too many things... The way the salary cap works out, it just sort of, sort of, just not an advantage, right? It just honestly, it makes more sense for these franchises to just release them. Yeah, just pay off the salary, get get out of it, take the cap hit, and move. We're gonna take cap hit regardless, but take the cap hit and move on uh, with it. Um, might be what's what ends up happening with Hunter Infra. I also see that this regime now in Vegas. I'm not surprised that they want to move off of everybody who was extended under Mike Mayock and drafted by John Gruden. Yeah, they're sort of kind of trying like to Like, really, everybody that. but Max Crosby, I feel yeah. like they're going to try to move off of. <laughs> yeah, probably so. From those drafts. Texture says Renfro to Kansas City, Jacksonville, or Cleveland. I, I think those are all three possible landing spots for him. Don't go to Cleveland. I don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with Deshaun to, to Renfro? I hear it in the show open every day. I, I, don't, I don't want to watch my Steelers attempt to defend that. Uh, I I think those make sense. Cleveland is a team that I would I would circle. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they need they need slot help. They need receiver help. Give Deshaun Watson more weapons. I, you know, I'm not saying Renfro is the greatest weapon out there, but remember you're also dealing with a free agent limited market here. You're not just 
This isn't a fantasy draft. You're not picking who you want uh, from that standpoint. So I think I think that would make some sense as well. Oh, and the um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe the Cleveland Browns have a uh, first round pick this year. I they they do not. I'm I'm almost confident they traded that to I'm the Houston sure Texans. That. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're out on a. So their first pick in the draft will be 54th overall. Wow. A long time to sit around and wait. So they're going to have to do some wheeling and dealing in the free agent trade market. Yes. They're going to have to obtain players that are already currently on a roster. Because you you can't run back with just Amari Cooper out there. You need more playmakers for what you've invested and committed to Deshaun Watson and and Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not just Deshaun. It's... The coaching staff and well, the whole organization, yeah, the whole organization is all yeah. is all behind him with the contract that they gave him. Stefanski's a good coach. I think so. I think he's a really good coach. Uh, he he got Joe Flacco to get them in the playoffs last year. Let's not forget about that down the stretch. That it's pretty impressive. Pretty well. it, yeah, yeah I, to say the least. Uh, I don't I don't think you had Flacco making the playoffs on your on your uh, predictions list. From I did last not. Summer. You know, it just missed the cut. It was right there on the uh, – it was workshopping it, but it just didn't work. As someone who had to watch Flacco, you know, against your Steelers for many years, probably didn't see that coming. No, I thought I was done with Joe Flacco. Mm. Turns out I was wrong again. I didn't say that. You did. Six five four Roar, you want to get in. Uh, Justin Fields is tired of the trade talks, speaking of NFL trades. Finally, something Justin Fields and I agree on. He just wants it to be done and over with. Out of all the ridiculous quotes and comments he has made as of late, you know, especially the whole unfollowing the Bears on Instagram nonsense, that is the only thing I agree with him on. <laughs> Just, I want the Bears to come out and announce that either he is the guy moving forward or he is not the guy moving forward. Because I'm ready to start tackling the draft, start prepping for that. But until Chicago makes their decision as to what they're going to do with Fields, I feel like we're almost at a standstill before we can really start diving into that process. Yeah. So for that reason, that is why the mayors, I just want this to be decided one way or another. I'm honestly getting past the point where I care what they do. Just make a decision and do it so we can all start to react accordingly. Fair enough. Let's step away. When we come back, it'll be the final segment on a Thursday and more Clemson baseball tickets. We'll tell you how you win them after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. 
Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there, too. I've thought about it many years, and then I did it. Drop big pounds and never look back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new but now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. Carolina Toppings is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades. Until now. Meet Ramp, the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend, so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. That's R-A-M-P slash sports. Attention Clemson sports fans. Swing for the fences in style this spring. Whether you're hitting the baseball diamond or the softball field, we got you covered. From replica jerseys that make you feel like you're part of the team to stylish hats and tees, even comfy sweats for those cool game nights. We got the gear that takes your game to the next level. So why wait? Spring into action with Tiger Sports Shop and gear up for success. Visit our store or shop online at tigersports.com because Tiger fans don't settle for anything less. So, what team will Bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day.
final segment here on a Thursday. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have a football Friday. We'll mix in some football tomorrow. Get ready for Clemson basketball and Clemson baseball. The Tigers back on the diamond tomorrow at 5 p.m. Anybody want to go? We got four tickets right here on the press box for you. A set, an entire set of four. Not two this time. You and three people that you don't like or do like. It's up to you. All you got to do is call in right now. 654-ROAR, 654-7627. And those four tickets, please, please only call if you can get it, if you can go. Oh, we got it. We already got it. Man, that didn't take long. We had somebody ready to go. All right. If you do not get in, if you do not get tickets, it's okay. You're going to get plenty of opportunities coming up in the next show. Out of Bounds has you covered there. So make sure you listen all day long if you want to go see some Clemson baseball this weekend. Kennesaw State coming to town. The Tigers beginning at 5 p.m. tomorrow, again on Saturday at 2 and Sunday at 2 as well. Stay tuned for more tickets to come here on the Roar. We hook you up with baseball. 654 Roar. John, a few things to get to here in the final segment before we uh, wrap up. Uh, kind of going back because I feel like we've we've bounced around to some different things, but going back to the the um, conversation we had with Ryan Roberts earlier in the show about some of the Clemson players, were you surprised by anything? He thinks Rucororo is the best. Uh, maybe has to me the way the way he said it. I'm not saying he's the best prospect because that's Nate Wiggins, and I think most people would rank Trotter number two. But he feels like Rook has a really good opportunity to make a huge impact in the NFL. Do you agree with that? Uh, I do, yes. And I think Ryan brought up something that kind of got my mind turned in this direction when we had him on. And if you missed the interview with Ryan, theroarfm.com, he talked about XT's measurables and how he doesn't think he's going to measure very well at the combine. I think Tyler Davis may struggle with some of those same things as well. He's not a 6'5 defensive lineman. Good Lord didn't make him that way. But Rook, I think, will measure out very well. So I think he is someone who, when you put up the height weights, and I think, you know, obviously he's very strong, it will test very well. I think due to that, he will probably just be selected earlier. And I don't know in terms of who's going to have more impact between like he or Tyler Davis at the NFL once they get there. Yeah. But in terms of draft selection, I definitely think that Rook will be taken off the board before Tyler. 6'4", 290 plus. Big, big bodied player. They the height is so the height is is not is not something to overlook. Yes, I see what I did there. Uh, you have to even though to play up front in the NFL. That, that's where it's going to really hurt Tyler. What is he six two? Yeah, but even though the low man wins, but they covet the big, tall defensive tackles. Oh. 100%. They, they will take a Dexter Lawrence over a Grady Jarrett 10 times out of 10 just by the way they walk off the bus. Yeah. But there's um, obviously quite a role to be had for the likes of Grady Jarrett and the size there. I think because you can, because everybody in the league is 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds, that when you have to go up against somebody who's just built differently, you have to, you have to handle it differently. I remember um, when Landon Walker played for Clemson who you will have on here tomorrow, um, Fuel Man for the Daytona 500 winner. 
I remember talking to him at the end of his senior year and talking about what was the toughest matchup, individual one-on-one blocking matchup that you had. Was it Derek Morgan at Georgia Tech? Was it um, Hughes, the pass rusher at TCU over the years? You know, whoever it may have been. He's like, it was the little guy from Wofford. And I said, why? Because he was six foot and 240 pounds, and I couldn't get my hands on him. Yeah. Because he could just run underneath my armpit. So that's what I mean. Like, I think there is a... I think Tyler Davis will have a very good NFL career, but in terms of who gets selected earlier, it'll be root measurables wise. Yeah, I think I think he'll be in the best. He'll get the best opportunity to to shine at, at the next level. Uh, what Trotter's just a weird guy to figure out in this thing, and I, I think the combine is going to be fascinating because you're going to hear ranges of takes on Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Wide ranges next week. Because I think we're still, the NFL is still trying to figure out as the league becomes more pass heavy, what do you do with Mike linebackers? Where do they fit in terms of your draft boards? You know, I mean, very rarely do you ever see like an offensive center get taken in the first round. Very rarely do we see Mike linebackers right now as first round pass. That's what I mean. So I don't think it's as much of a knock about Trotter, the player himself, as it is about positional value within the league. I don't understand the position in the league, to be honest with you. I don't think the league does right now. I think that's part of the issue for him. Is you don't know where to prioritize. If I had a, I mean, honestly, if I had a budding, whether I was a coach or a dad, and I had a budding player, you know, who's very athletic and can play football at a high level, I'm pushing him away from that position more than any other. Now, granted, body type. Like, I'm going to say either you slim down and be a safety (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or you bulk up a little bit more and be an edge rusher. But playing a Mike linebacker, playing a middle linebacker position, just, man, it's hard. It's hard to to, to catch on in the NFL. I, I just don't think it's a position that there are enough good players to play it. That, and we're also seeing that the Mike linebacker is not a three-down linebacker anymore. We're seeing teams, because of the the increasing use of nickel and dime defenses and different safety and corner personnel packages, someone's got to come off the field. Yeah. And you're going to take away the guy who is probably the biggest um, liability from a linebacker standpoint in pass coverage. Not saying that Jeremiah Trotter is. We all know he's had multiple interceptions over his career. I think he's very good in coverage. But that position as a whole... You either have to be really great in coverage or really good at getting the quarterback. You cannot be. There's no There's no tweeners anymore at that position. You can't be just, I'm a run stopper at Mike linebacker no and play three anymore. downs. Well, that, you don't use your mic to stop the run anymore. That's primarily why you spend the high draft pick on the defensive tackles. They plug up the middle to stop the run. Your linebackers are asked to do so much in coverage and so much reading and reacting you know, pre-snap, post-snap, making a decision that you're just not, you're just not going, just go fill a hole. You know, just hit the gap. Not what they do in the NFL anymore. So I have no idea what to do with Trotter. And I think that's going to hurt him in terms of draft stock. Especially I also think next week. he is someone that if he gets selected by the right defensive staff, could be a problem. Well, the thing is, the pedigree is there. Uh, the the bloodline is there. He works. He's an extremely hard worker. You know, he was very committed when he was at Clemson to being the best at his craft and 
and just putting in all the effort that, that he needed to put in. So I, I feel good about him from an intangible standpoint. Uh, focus, you know, getting sure. the most out of it. He's He's been around the NFL his whole life, so he knows that you have to, the kind of work you have to put in. He'll he'll be fine. He'll make a career here in this league. I, I just don't know. I mean, he's not, I wouldn't put pencil him as a pro bowler or anything like that, an all pro kind of thing. Where, so you think he is back into the second half or second round? Into the second round? Probably. I just want to give you the last eight to 10 teams at the end of the second round. And I just want you to tell me if you think he would be a fit into what they do defensively. Uh, all right. Unless they're changing what they're doing, I'll do my best. Um, I'm trying to not. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers. Mm, the Green Bay's not using a pick on a linebacker, but not terribly, not a terrible fit. Um, the Houston Texans. Probably not athletic enough for for that system. Um, the Buffalo Bills. They need help at linebacker. Maybe, potentially. Yeah. I think that that yeah. would be a good fit. Uh, Detroit Lions. Maybe, yeah. Tough I feel like guy, that is Dan somebody Campbell Dan guy. Campbell prioritizes, but they drafted Jack Campbell, the middle that's linebacker, true. in the first round from Iowa last, last year. year. Yep, that's true. Maybe not. And he had a pretty decent year. Um, how would you like to see Jeremiah Trotter opposite Trenton Simpson with the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> uh, they got Roquan. I'm assuming he's still back in in 2024. And Queen and Simpson. They've got a lot of linebackers. They don't have room for him. The San Francisco 49ers. No. Again, you're going to have to play in a lot of coverage in that that system. That's what, you know, Shanahan wants in his linebackers. And Fred Warner. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, he's blocked right now. But, you know, long term, I don't know. And the final pick in the second round. Kansas City Chiefs. I think Spags could do some things with <laughs> Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Yeah, I don't. I, if, if there's a, a type of system that he would probably flourish in, it would be a. I mean, Spags might anybody flourish, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be that kind of system where he's not the guy. He's not the number one. You're not asking him to do too much. But you're asking him to come in and help Nick Bolton in the middle of that defense at the linebacker spot, and I think that'd be a really good complimentary piece to him. Yeah, and, and I know this doesn't matter a whole lot, but. I do think that he's versatile and that he can he'll do some special team stuff for you and again he'll be a he'll be a good influence and a and a good leader and a and a good locker room guy. The, the intangibles to bring a guy like Trotter into your your organization I think are are very positive. Could you see if he made it out of the second round that the Philadelphia Eagles take a flyer just to win the popular vote? <laughs> Cuz of daddy? Yeah. Eh, it'd be cool to go home for him, I'm sure. Maybe. Wait, he's not going to Columbia. Not that home. Oh, Not sorry. Everybody goes home there. Some people leave there, uh, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't know that the Eagles would do that just for. That's too high a pick just to do for nostalgic reasons. Uh, way, way too high. Uh, I mean, the fan base isn't the most thrilled with the organization right now. Do you feel any better about Will Shipley as we get closer to the combine? Um, I don't feel better. Or I don't feel worse. I think with a lot of these guys, I'm not really moving the needle either which way until we see some new data points come in. If, if you get a fourth-round grade, that really means you could go undrafted. Yeah. Oh, you could. Yeah, fourth I, round means you can go anywhere from from that round to just completely undrafted. I think that's a kind of a catch-all 
great. As of today, I, I think he gets drafted right this minute in time. But I do that's too. pre-combine, by the I way. I think it's more 6th to 7th round than 4th to 5th, and I think that's solely just based on the running back market. Yeah, I I don't think he falls into a day two slot, but you know, I mean, all it takes is that one team to love it. Once you get past the the first two rounds, it really does become a a love fest type thing. How how in love are they with you? Uh, but he'll have a chance at the combine to do something. Then we'll talk some combine next week. Are we better. You know what else we're gonna talk about next week? What's that? Spring practice. I, that's where I thought you were going to go. Where'd you think I was going? The greatest rivalry in college baseball. Oh, that's for next weekend. Well, we're, we're going to hold off on that. Uh, Clemson about next week. Clemson football gets started on Wednesday, John. First practice of the spring season. Will people see you there? Probably not. Depends on the exact timing of it, but I'm kind of leaning towards not being able to go. I have other other duties to attend to. Fair enough. Uh, since I'm not on that writing side of, of Clemson stuff anymore, I'm not obligated to be there as much. So we'll see, but leaning towards a no right now. That being said, is not does not stop any interest in oh, spring no. ball. Think we'll talk about it on Monday and Tuesday? Get, do a little th- some primers? I, I think we have to. I think it's a necessity. we got to give the people what they want. We want more Clemson football. Mm. Yes, Chad, the mailman. And that's all we're going to say <laughs> that, is yes. No, that's mean. You, you need to stop that. People are going to think I'm some criminal out here roaming the streets. I, I didn't say you were criminal. All I just said was the word yes. That's all I said. <laughs> but that's I, all I said. I can read the text line. I know what you're referring to. That's all I said. You're accusing me of being I a criminal. I would never. I could, I could file a lawsuit. I could put John Scofford in a lawsuit. Defamation. What, is that his son's name? Is it John? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because he's already been named in a lawsuit. <laughs> uh, uh, we will discuss spring football. I can't wait. Maybe, maybe a little bit tomorrow. Football Friday. Well, I mean, I, we, we can ask Landon Walker what his favorite times of spring ball are and why it was ending of match drills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can preview spring with with Landon tomorrow. We're gonna have the the man who made sure that the Byron team, the Byron car. Did not run out of fuel to win the Daytona 500 on Monday. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty excited to have Landon back on. It's been a while since we talked to him. I know he had a quick offseason. They're back at it. I know he's ready to go. And uh, we'll talk some football and NASCAR with him on tomorrow's show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks to Ryan Roberts and Daniel Shirley as well. Coming up next, it's Out of Bounds. Have a great day. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM.